up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate the continued love and support, man. And if you're a brand new listener on March 4th, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is March4th.podbean.com. The link tree is in the podcast description. Y'all made it here, so you found me somehow, and I greatly appreciate you guys stopping by to check out another edition of the show. Uh, as you guys can tell, I'm in a really good mood, man. Not that I start these things where I'm like, what's up? It's another episode of the podcast. I'm not Eeyore on here, but... Uh, I've got a much-needed vacation coming up as I record the intro and close to this week's show, and uh, I just need to get away. I haven't had a proper vacay in almost a year, and I'm going to get a chance to go down and get some sunshine down there in Florida and uh, see both sets of my parents. I haven't been to either one of their places down there in Florida in four years, man, since before the apocalypse, so... I'm just really looking forward to getting some much-needed R&R and getting away from work and getting away from the hustle and bustle of the city and just being on a beach, listening to the waves rolling in and taking a nice long walk, maybe having a couple of cold beverages here and there and just spending some time with some family, man. So I'm thankful that we're getting to a place with this virus after two years of just craziness where, you know, knock on wood, boom, 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 um, you know, things are at least getting better. And, and hopefully they continue to trend in that direction, you know, just as somebody who's a fan of music as well, obviously with this podcast and all the musicians that I have on here, it's so cool to see, you know, bigger shows coming back and arena shows and, you know, uh, you know, theaters and outdoor venues. It's just really cool, man. Amphitheaters, you know, to see, to see all these events coming back. So I'm just hoping and praying that, uh, we continue to trend in that direction, man, because, as human beings, we are meant to connect with each other. You know what I'm saying? And it's been really hard these last couple of years, just speaking for myself personally, spending a lot of time in isolation. And uh, even though I'm kind of more of an introverted extrovert and I enjoy my time alone, I also really enjoy those interactions I get with friends and family. So that's been the most difficult thing for me on a personal level. So I'm just really excited that I get a chance to get away. And I'm really excited that all these shows are happening. There's so much great music coming out. And that is a great segue into this week's guest of the podcast. He is none other than Tyler Baker, guitarist in Goodbye June, lead guitarist specifically. The band is routed out by his cousins, Landon and Brandon. Landon is on vocals, and Brandon plays rhythm guitar and also does backing vocals. But Tyler is a super nice guy, y'all. And this is a band that I think if you're not aware of, you will continue to hear more and more of them, and, and I just, I'm really excited for them. They're getting a lot of positive feedback for their latest record, See Where the Night Goes. It came out on February 18th, so at the time that you guys are hearing this episode, it's been out for about a month and a half, and it's, it's you know, finally, to me, they're, they're finally getting their due. They're a great rock and roll band. They've got a really incredible story, which I'll get into here in a sec, but you know, as of early March, they were number 12 on the current hard rock music charts, number 18 on the top new artist charts, and number 138 on the Billboard 200 album charts. So that's really cool to crack the Billboard 200, man. And also overseas, they're getting a lot of love too. Um, you know, as of the end of February, about a week after it came out, they were the number 20 official German album and over in Great Britain. They were number 33 on the top 40 album charts over there and had the number one rock album over there. So it's really cool to see these guys getting their due. I love the record. Um, it's it's just got a great, and, and Tyler and I talk about this, it's just got a great kind of classic rock and roll vibe. There's definitely shades of ACDC on a few of the songs with Landon's vocals. He's an incredible singer. And um, But really what I love about it is you can hear the influence with these guys, but it doesn't sound like they're... They're just remanufacturing things that have been done before as far as like they're they're making their version of an ACD record, nothing like that. So when I say there's shades of ACDC, I don't want people to think that I'm saying these guys are like trying to cop their style because that's not what's going on. Um, as you guys will hear, Tyler just has a, a great appreciation for rock and roll, for blues, 
And you can hear it on this record, man. I just think that they made an awesome album. I feel like this is an album that I could I could listen in the car with my dad or my stepdad, and they would love it as well, you know, because I'm into that heavy stuff. And uh, sometimes it's a little bit coarse for their for their ears and their era of music, but this is a record, you know, that that I think I could jam with them and they would really love. And some of my faves from the album, Step Aside, the title track, See Where the Night Goes, Stand and Deliver, What I Need, um, Nothing, Three Chords, Black. I mean, it's just it's just really a great listen from front to back. And it is a, a different vibe to it than their than their previous album, Community In, which came out in 2019, which I really love that record too. That one had more of kind of a spacey, kind of psychedelic vibe in my opinion, you know. Um, but anyway, it was great to talk to Tyler and we'll get into the story. So I don't want to give too much away here in the intro, but um, this band, it's, it's family is what I wrote at the top of my notes when I, when I was doing this episode because that's where this whole thing comes from with these guys. You know, as I mentioned, Tyler, Landon, and Brandon are cousins They've grown up around music their whole lives, and sadly, uh, Tyler lost his brother in a car accident uh, back in 2005, and that really was kind of the impetus for these guys to pull together and go, you know what, you know, it'd be cool to do something in his honor. So the name of the band, Goodbye June, everything, like, it's it's a tribute to, to Tyler's brother, and we talk about that, and sometimes it's hard to go to those places spiritually with people because you never know kind of what background they come from as far as, you know, their faith. And it's obviously a personal thing. And I try to, I try to walk that line of, you know, getting to those places of perseverance and moving forward, because that's what this show is about. But at the same time, like not being invasive or disrespectful to, you know, my guests or to you guys as the listeners, man. And Tyler was really cool. The unfortunate thing with this episode, just as a little prequel in my preamble here is, uh, it really was kind of the final straw for me that I need to get a new computer. And as I say that, I'm recording this on my old computer still. But I've had a lot of issues lately um, with Zoom not loading. Like, and, and I think a lot of it is just my computer's old. I don't have as much memory. It's got an old Windows operating system that isn't even supported anymore. And so I was so bummed because I genuinely love this band and I prepped. I was looking at other podcasts and other interviews to make sure that I didn't ask Tyler all the same questions. And and sometimes that's hard, especially when there's a new album cycle, right? Because it's like, talk to me about the record and da da da. You know, so I, I really tried to do my homework. And, and it's not even homework for me because I love music and I was jamming to their stuff that day. I was watching music videos. And then about 45 minutes out, I started to fire up everything and get ready to load up Zoom for the podcast, and I was just getting the pinwheel of death, y'all. It wasn't working, wasn't working, wasn't working. And then finally, when it was like 7.30 and we were supposed to talk, I was like, all right, I have to scrap this and just do it on my phone. And I was actually like three minutes late because I was still trying to log in, and I thought it was working, and it just wasn't loading on my computer. So I felt bad that I was a couple minutes late with Tyler, but he was really cool, man. We we powered through some audio issues in the interview. So unfortunately, the um, the audio quality on this one isn't what it normally is on this podcast when I have my mic like I have now because I was just using my phone but it still doesn't sound terrible. It's not up to the standard that I would normally like it to be, but unfortunately that's what happens. And the way that I try to look at things now, y'all, is just be grateful. And I'm grateful that one, Tyler took the time to do the podcast because I know he's a busy guy. There's obviously a lot of press that they're doing for this record. They've got shows, uh, as you are hearing this, that, that are going on, live dates and stuff, which is so awesome for them. So the fact that he took the time to do the podcast is great. So it always stinks for me when... I feel like I'm not as professional as I would like to be, you know, not being on time, the fact that I did it on my phone, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though my podcast doesn't have Joe Rogan numbers, I take a lot of pride in the work that I do and the content that I bring y'all and making sure it sounds good, making sure it's a, a conversation that's interesting and letting it flow, not stepping on the guests when they speak. So it just was kind of a bummer that that day that happened to happen because, um, I was really excited for the conversation, and I feel like we still did have a good conversation. And like I said, there were some audio issues outside of all that where it dropped out a couple of times, unfortunately, with the internet connection. So it was just one of those things where it's like Murphy's Law, right? But at the end of the day, I looked at it like glass half full. Tyler was still kind enough to give me his time, 
and we still had a good conversation to talk about everything that's going on with Goodbye June. So I hope y'all dig it. On that note, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Tyler Baker, lead guitarist of Goodbye June. Here it is. All right, Tyler. Well, thanks again, man. I really appreciate it, especially, like I said, uh, with the audio issues. I really appreciate your your patience, man. Um, first of all, I just want to say thanks for doing the podcast. Um, Kevin mentioned you guys, and I'm a big fan of rock and roll and a big fan of metal. And um, I really love your sound. So I, I, I really want you to know how much I appreciate you just taking the time to do the podcast, dude. Oh, thanks, man. I'm happy to be here. And um just want to thank you and, and your community that you're building. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, just as a, as a place to start, I usually like to go back and, and ask people their earliest musical influences, but uh, doing my homework on you guys, I know you've, you've talked about that before, but um, I know you've talked about uh, Freddie King and also listening to CCR with your dad. You, you were talking about riding around in like a red pickup truck when you were younger and you remember listening to the CCR. And I know you guys yeah. got a chance to play with uh, ZZ Top too, but was was it Freddie King? Was that the one that really got you going down the rabbit hole as far as guitar playing? Yeah, well, I, so Freddie King came into my life in like, I was maybe, I want to say I was like 19, 20 years old. And uh, I was... Uh, a guitar player but i wasn't super passionate about it at the time and um freddie king came into my life because i was going to this blues club and all these uh there was like a, a tuesday night jam uh sign up where you could go and they just randomly pair you with a band and then you know you'd sing or you you just play and back folks up and stuff and that's where i dove into the blues and that's where i learned about freddie king um bb king albert king all the kings man like they're, they're the best so like um that era in my life i was i was more into hard rock but once i heard going down by by freddie king it like completely changed my whole thought process on like you know the history of music and i find it finally connected to me and I, i'd always heard that like you know, modern rock and roll is all based on blues and, and, um, you know, and the blues is kind of, you know, based on old spirituals and old di different things. Well, blues and spirituals kind of go hand in hand together. And, but I never, it never really sunk in what it meant. So when I discovered Freddie King and I got into his catalog, I started realizing, oh my God, this is like, I see that the Rolling Stones are just speeding up Freddie King licks. And then it's like, oh, I see, you know, Cage the Elephant is just kind of a new Rolling Stones dressed in a different way, you know, like dressed up in a different way in production style. And I'm like, oh, I, I like it, it made sense to me, you know, like it started connecting a lot of musical dots for me. So I started going down the rabbit hole, you know, studying all the old blues guys I could find and, and making connections, you know, like Stevie Ray Vaughan and Albert King and um you know eric clapton and john mayer and like you start kind of seeing all these dots that you can connect and um it's really helpful in your musical journey as you're you know learning about guitar yeah so so guitar was that the instrument that really because i know you guys come from a musical family so was that the instrument that spoke to you pretty pretty early or, or were you did did you start out on like drums or anything else or was it was it always guitar for you it was always guitar for me um, I started playing at a, my mom taught me, um, like she was real into like John Denver and kind of that seventies folk pop. And she had a 12 string guitar and she taught me like house of the rising sun. You know, she taught me that on that 12 string. And that was some of my earliest memories of guitar was my mother teaching me that. And then it grew from there. Cause everyone in my family kind of played music so uh and my grandparents took me to church and uh we went to a pentecostal church so there's a lot of music and um you know organ piano and choir and drums and um you know it was a very musical uh church so i got exposed to all that and then i ended up playing guitar in church and then um ended up 
you know, diving into the blues around when I was 20 and then uh, Landon and Brandon, my cousins, uh, we were making music simultaneously as all that was happening. We were getting together and jamming and having, you know, having fun and trying to write music and discover, discover what we sounded like together. And um, so, yeah, it's kind of the whole uh, journey for all of us. Like Landon and Brandon, they play everything. They play drums, bass, keys. I mean, you put something in front of them, they can, they can make it musical, you know? So uh, those guys can kind of do all of it. I just play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you do it really well, man. Like, uh, and I'm not just saying that to, to butter your bread because you're kind enough to do the show, dude. Like I love music. I love rock. I love metal. And, um, you know, going back and listening to your, to your works, Magic Valley, I feel like that album was where you guys really, you know, kind of let people know what your sound was like off of that one. Uh, I kind of I like the slower, sadder ones a little bit more off of that one. Like, um, You Don't Love Me Like yeah. Before, Fear of yeah. Jesus, um, which, which that one, are you doing some like finger tapping in that one, Fear of Jesus? Um, no, it's... It, it sounds like that, doesn't it? But no, yeah, it, yeah. it's just, it's just some big open hammer ons, like hammer ons. So it's, it's just, um, God, man, it's been so long since I even played that song, but yeah, it's on like the D string and the, and the B string. And I think I just do like an octave chord and then I, I hammer, it's like an open, open string. And then you hammer it on. So it kind of gives the effect of a finger tap, but no, it's just, just kind of some basic hammer ons on that one. Cause yeah, the, the intro of that one, I really dig. And then like, Oh no, Daisy darling, obviously is a, is a huge song for you guys. And then I feel like on community in that one kind of that, that record, I feel like was almost like a, like a spacey psychedelic kind of vibe to it, to me. That one was very like, um, I don't know. I feel, I feel like if somebody, if I hadn't have heard of goodbye June and somebody told me like, Oh yeah, this record came out in like 1977, I'd be like, Oh yeah. Like it's got like that cool classic rock, vibe to it um like i really love uh universal mega love on that one i i feel like um i feel like landon's almost kind of robert planty on 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 that one you know what i mean um yeah and then uh see where the night goes um i feel like there's this old sort of i i get tired of hearing it when people talk about you know rock is dead and i i like for you guys i feel like that that would be an album where if people say that, and, and I feel like every couple of years it comes up in the media, somebody, whether it's, uh, you know, some personality, some writer, people talk about rock is dead. And I'm like, I, I don't know what people are listening to because the new Bad Wolves record is great. Bad Flower is great. Uh, and and right. this, this, this record to me is almost like that would be something I would give people if they were like rock and roll is dead. I mean, it's just, um, it, yeah. it's a great, it's a great album. And to me, it kind of almost harkens back to like classic rock. I love it, man. No, thanks, dude. Yeah, that one. <clears throat> and you, you did a good job, like su summing up like our past records. I would say our first record was just kind of this youthful brash. Like we were just kind of figuring out. We we're kind of re we're really figuring out and casting a wide net on who we were uh, as artists. And then I think the second one, we, we went into psychedelic land a uh, little more. There's some more acoustic kind of songs that also have this the psychedelic flavors to it um and then yeah the third one was more we wrote it during the pandemic when everybody was isolated and me landon and brandon i guess we we made a bubble together or whatever you know we just started hanging out all the time and they'd come over to my garage and we set up a rehearsal space as a three-piece drums bass guitar and so we wrote a lot a big portion of see where the night goes record in my garage during that time and i think a little bit i mean we, we were very conscious that we wanted to do a straight ahead driving rock and roll record we had never done that before we wanted the kind of record you could put on at a party and listen to it the whole way through and um you know we wanted the caliber of songs everything to be high energy you know even the ballad kind of grows to this anthemic uh, high energy song uh we didn't want anything to have you know lull we didn't have want the record to have any lulls in it or anything and um so that was one viewpoint and then i think also just the fact that us writing that record as a three piece there was um there was an energy that happened that we discovered that to be honest i don't i don't know if we fully realized that goodbye june could do that like we didn't know that goodbye june could 
could create that kind of straight ahead rock and roll energy. Like in that way, it was, it was a discovery. You know, we were back in the garage. We were, I mean, all of us were, were scared to death. We were all uncomfortable. We didn't know what the what was happening in the world. And so this music and this record was, was birthed out of that um, environment, you know, that little angsty and, um, and I think the music reflects that not that the music is angsty itself, but there's a, there's kind of a primitiveness to this music. There's a, there's a, you know, kind of a, we kind of just took out the big club and beat you over the head with it on this, on this last record, in my opinion. Um, and I think you hear it. And, on, and on this record, man, like, you know, obviously the, the big ones, like, you know, step aside, see where the night goes, three chords, I love all those, but I really love stand and deliver what I need. Um, nothing. I really love how nothing has like a slow build kind of into the, into the main riff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then black, the closer is, uh, is great. I, I really love the solo on that one. And so, yeah, man, I, I just, um, what was it about, you know, you mentioned the pandemic and, and, and obviously it was a difficult time for everybody, but um, for you guys, obviously this, the, I, I wrote the word family at the top of all my notes and just underlined it like three times because this really is a family band for you guys. And, and you mentioned just trying to make something out of nothing in terms of recording in your garage. I mean, how much of that organic feel do you really feel like played a role in just how this record came out? Because it's almost like it's kind of back to where it started, right? As far as just jamming together in, a, in, in one room. Yeah, I, I think the the pandemic leveled us back down to that. You know, that it we were you know, a community at the, you know, middle of community ends uh, record cycle, we had, you know, tons, we had a bunch of festivals lined up. We had, we were supporting a major artist throughout the whole United States. We were, we were planning our own headline and shows and, um, you know, that was all, that was all taken away. Like, like it was for everybody else, you know, we're not, you know, I mean, it happened to everybody. So, but, um, yeah, I, there's something about just coming back together and that just being in that environment that was scary, you know, and it kind of, un, un, you know, we were all insecure uh, as far as like, you know, what the world was going to do and stuff. So I think the, the, when tough times come, us three, we always find comfort in music and we find comfort in music together. So uh, you know, that's how the band started with my brother passing and us writing music together. And I think when the pandemic hit and we were all, you know, scared, not scared, but we were just unsure, like everybody in the world, we didn't know what this thing was. And so what did we do? We started playing music together because that made us feel safe and it made us feel together and uh, not alone. Yeah, man. And, and, and just staying on that uh, with your brother. And again, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about his, his passing, man. And I know it's, it's been a number of years, but um, you know, whenever you lose somebody close to you um, it's, I, I don't think, I don't know, just speaking from personal experience, I've never lost a sibling. Um, I was really tight w- with my grandpa and I know the comparison of the two, somebody being young and somebody being old, it's, it's kind of hard to compare, but just from the standpoint of loving somebody that much and being close to somebody, like I still wear his necklace every day. I, I have a picture of him right now. You can't see it, but it's on the other side um, that I keep with him. Just every one of these conversations that I do, because these conversations are really important to me and, and what the meaning of this podcast is and just why I do this, just because I love music and I love talking to people. But um, can you can you talk about, you know, your brother, um, just David? And he, I think you guys went by Shane Baker, right? Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. You know. Growing up, man, uh, you know, again, I, not that I want to take you back to uh, an uncomfortable moment with his death, because um, I'm certainly not trying to, uh, you know, to take anybody to places they don't want to go. But just in terms of perseverance and, and moving forward, man, you guys, I think you really exemplify Goodbye June, you know, taking a, a negative and turning it into a positive. And, and that's a hard thing for a lot of people to do, um, just like we were just talking about the pandemic. And so if you don't mind, man, and like I said, Tyler, I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable, but just can you talk about just your brother's importance in, in just in your life and y'all's lives and just um, really, really being at that moment where you're like, you know, what, we've all done music. Uh, we have music in our blood. We have music in our family. What what ultimately was the culmination to be like, we, we really need to do this band for him. We need to just go for it. 
Well, I think my when my brother passed, I was 18 years old, and my brother was 25, and uh, so Landon would have been Landon would have been 14 or 15 maybe, and then Brandon, he's a couple years older than me. So it, all of those ages are, you know, it's tough being a teenager, right? It's tough dealing with just life and trying to figure it out and trying to figure out your place in the world. And then you get struck a, a deep uh, tragedy, you know, that kind of shakes you to your core and makes you really figure out who you are and what you want to do maybe before, before you naturally would have. Right. So, uh, when my brother passed, it sent me down a path that was way different than what I had thought. I was wanting, I always wanted to be like an engineer or an architect or like some, something like that. Uh, music was cool and fun, but it was not, it wasn't, I loved it, but I was, the thought of doing music was too scary. It was too like, like I would never do that. Like I was going to go down a different road. And um, I think when you have a, a deep tragedy like that in your life, it, it, uh, it, um, you know, it, it, it can have a really negative effect in your life or it can, it can ultimately have a positive effect. And I knew, I knew that I had to make a choice of which road I was going to go down. And I don't know, man, it was something like, it was something, you know, it's a cliche of life's too short. That was a thing. And my brother was invincible to me. So the fact that he passed away meant that we could all go at any moment and you're not guaranteed anything and you don't deserve anything. Like my brother, I thought my brother deserved to have a long life with great, you know, with kids and we'd have Christmases together and, and, uh, and all that and do, you know, you know, it's a wonderful life kind of, you know, you know, type, type life. But, um, yeah, man. Like, you know, when that goes away, you just, you got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and, and heal and honor, honor the, you know, the people that you love that went on before you. I mean, that's kind of all I had thought about. And it was, I mean, that's, I'm really, you know, um, condensing a lot of depression and triumph and failures and, and a lot of things like in my own mental state, um, I'm condensing it down into just, you know, a couple um, sentences here. But I mean, I think at the end of the day, that's what my brother would have wanted me to do is to go chase this big dream and live a scary, unstable life. Um, but yet there's risk of failing and, you know, financial ruin and, ridicule ridicule from your peers and your family or whatever if you fail you know maybe but like there's also this reward of triumph and trying to create art that 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 uh that outlasts you that that could live longer than you that can bring people joy or um you know get them through a run or a workout you know or when they're alone in bed crying because their boyfriend just broke up with them they put on one of our songs or something like there's this chance to have uh, a deep connection with people through art. And um, I think that was really exciting. Uh, that was really more exciting to me after Shane passed away because I didn't think I'd live to be this old, you know? So it's like, um, it's kind of like, go, you know, go for it. Thank you for, for sharing that about, about Shane, man. Cause like I said, you know, my goal with, with this show isn't to, um, to be exploitative or, or take anybody, you know, into really, really tough places. And I know that's, I can't even imagine what that's like. I've got, um, I've got two older brothers, a baby sister and two stepbrothers, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. is, is one big, happy, dysfunctional family. And, and, you know, um, I can't imagine losing a sibling, but that's why I really admire what you, you know, and, and your cousins have done in terms of uh, doing this in honor of him. And there's been so many awesome moments. Um, and again, I want to be respectful of your time, but, um, you know, you mentioned just, you know, your brother and, and, and knowing that life is short and, and having him taken away from you at such a young age, but you guys came to Nashville. What was it in 2009? If, if, if my research serves me right. So you've, you've been in town, what, a little over a decade now, almost a decade and a half. Yeah. Yeah, no, but yeah, right. Uh, yeah, 2009, man. So 
Yeah, we've been yeah. in Nashville, um, moved down, um, and we all moved down and started getting going. It took us a couple of years before we found uh, a management company, and then a couple more years after that, and we started getting into like labels and stuff. And then uh, I think our first big proper touring situations were probably happening in like 2013. So it it took a little while for us. You know, we were we were you know, late, maybe late bloomers, you might say something like that, but, um, you know, everybody's journey is different in music and, and some people come out the gate just swinging and, and writing incredible music. And then I think, you know, like Willie Nelson, you know, he didn't gain a ton of popularity until he was, I want to say in his, well in his thirties. So like, you know, I just think everyone's on their own musical journey. And as long as you keep trying to be authentic and, and, and tell the truth, uh, and keep honing your skill. You know, I think, I think anybody can, can make music and art that matters. It's just kind of a matter of how long you want to stay in it, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. And that's, and, and with your guys' story, I think that's what's, I'm always fascinated. Like, um, cause I read that when you guys came here, you didn't really, you didn't really know anybody. Um, and I relate to that totally. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this, um, you know, who listen to this, you know, from the national area can relate to that. Just coming here, chasing their dreams, you know, um, like my day jobs in, in healthcare. And then, then this is, this is my passion, you know? And, um, so I, I really related to that, like coming down here and not knowing anybody. I mean, and again, not maybe, maybe it's too spiritual or too personal question to ask. And if it is, you don't have to answer it, but I saw that it was like, you know, basically three years of really working like full time and, and that day-to-day grind as you guys were getting going in the early days, man, were there any moments where, you know, and, and I'm sure you feel them throughout all this, man, but were, were there any moments where, where it felt like, you know, maybe in a moment of doubt or a really tough time where Shane kind of reminded you like, Hey, this is, you're on the right track. Just keep going. And the reason I asked that is because, uh, and again, hopefully this doesn't sound crazy, Tyler, but I'm a spiritual dude. But before I moved to Nashville, you know, I, I was kind of like, man, is this really what I should do? Is this what I, you know, where I should go? And and I was talking about my grandpa earlier to you as, as somebody close to me that I really loved who, who I lost. And I had a dream about him. And it was the first time since his death where I had a dream about him, where it was like, I remembered him the way that he was when I was alive, you know, because towards the end, he was kind of aphasic and had dementia and, um, you know, probably early onset Alzheimer's. And so when he died, it was uh, it wasn't pretty, you know, um, and, and it was really tough, even though he was he, he lived to be 84. But when I had this dream about him, I, I kind of had this message in this dream from him that, like, you know, this opportunity was what I was supposed to do. So bringing it back to you and, and your family, were there moments in those early days, that, you know, when you guys were grinding, like you said, working your way, working your way through the national music scene? where you just kind of felt Shane's presence, like, okay, this is something I, I know as tough as it is right now, we, we got to stick with this. Well, uh, definitely in this journey I've been on, there's definitely been, you know, some deep valleys to, to go through. And um, I don't know if I've ever felt, you know, a spiritual type presence um, I know I carry his memory with me closely and I'm, I'm proud of him being my brother. And, um, I don't know, I've, you know, as far as like a tangible presence, I don't, uh, I can't, I can't say that I have anything specific to talk about concerning that, but I do know in the low times that, um, it's always brought me and my family together, like me and my cousins together. And we have pushed forth through failure and um, together. And I think I feel pride that my brother's passing unified us in that way. And I think my brother would be proud too. So uh, I obviously I knew how my brother was. I know how he thought. I knew he, act, you know, how he how he would act. And I think I find comfort in that. Just knowing him, kind of, I know I know that he would be proud. So I think it's those kind of thoughts um, that help in the low times. But you know, really, 
you know, we've been going this for a while and, and me and my cousins got each other's backs. And um, I think really, man, it's like you said, you underlined family. And I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. And again, I know it's, <laughs> I know it's kind of a heavy question and sometimes I can get heavy on here, but, um, but like I said, I was just, I was just curious. Cause I, I know, I know that family is the, the backbone of this whole thing. Um, well, before I let you go, man, and like I said, thank you again so much uh, with, with the audio issues and everything. I apologize, um, but I, I appreciate you doing this, man, uh, genuinely, because I, I really love the record and I love what you guys are doing. And I think it's, it's, it's so cool to see, you know, we're talking about the grind and the early years, the tough time losing your brother. And, but you guys have had this steady climb, I feel like, to get to this point a little over a decade later now. I mean, the fact that you guys were playing with ZZ Top and Greta Van Fleet and, um, you know, uh, your buddies in Bad Flower. I know there's a show coming up, a uh, couple of shows, right, coming up with, with Bad Flower. Um, yeah. and, and I think what's cool is um, I, I really feel like you guys are starting to get your due, man, and I mean that genuinely. Like I saw that um, See Where the Night Goes is charting. It's charting in the U.K. It's picking up steam in the U.S. Um, the singles that you guys have released have, have, have done really well so far. They're, they're really creeping up in, in the millions of streams. I mean, what's, what's it like just after everything that y'all have been through, man. And especially this, this, these past, you know, almost two years now with this pandemic um, you guys continued that theme of turning a negative into a positive jamming into the garage. Um, I know this is what, this is record number two you've worked on with Paul Moak and he's, he's worked with a ton of different people. Like, What's it like just to, to really start to see the momentum of this picking up steam, um, especially as we, we get into the spring and summer months with uh, with festivals and everything, man? I mean, it's got to feel good. Yeah, it, it, it does feel good. It, it, it's when you when you, you know, you cut a record and you hold on to it for right at a year and, um, you know, you kind of drive yourself crazy, you know, listening to it. And like, you know, every it's funny, like every. I'd go weeks without listening to it. And then I just have to pop it in to make sure it still sounded good kind of thing, you know? So it's like, uh, kind of drives you crazy, but, um, I'm glad we waited. I'm glad we released it when we did. And, um, yeah, man, the, the, the support from our fans, uh, I feel like we've ignited, um, a lot of people in, you know, uh, Europe, like England and Germany, specifically those two countries, like, um, really powerful response to our record, like more far surpassing any other record we've ever put out. So, um, I mean, dude, we're just grateful and, um, you know, we're really proud of what we did and we, we know this record is special and we know that, um, what I say is it's got, it's going to have legs, which just means that once you release it, it's just going to go out and run. It's going to run around the world, no matter no matter what we do, it'll go out and it's going to affect people and reach people. And, um, and it's just that type of record. Just when I, when I listen to it, it, it feels right. So, um, yeah, man, it's dude, it's just super exciting. I'm just, we're just, we're just happy to be here, man. We're happy to still be in the game. We're happy to still be together. We're still happy to have our health. We're happy to like, you know, be ready to rock and roll. Like we just, we just did a show in Nashville and, um, it was the most number of tickets we've ever sold at a live show ever. So it's like, I mean, we're, 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 you know, it, it's starting to feel right, starting to feel good. And I think people are starting to understand they're starting to get the band and they're starting to get the message behind the band. They're starting to get that, you know, the depth of what we're trying to do and accomplish. And it feels really good, man. Like I just want to, make everybody proud and I hope our next record's even better than this one, you know? So um, I'm going to do everything I can to get my chops up and uh, we'll see everybody out on the road. Yeah, man. I, uh, I I'm bummed. I missed a show at uh, it was at third and Lindsley, right? Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. Album release show. Yeah, man. Um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm stoked for you dudes. I, I genuinely love the record and uh, I love what you guys are doing. And I just, um, I just really think that that story of just perseverance and moving forward and, and really, it's really what this podcast is all about, man. So um, kudos to you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely excited for you. And, you know, I've, I've heard you, you've mentioned um, Mark Tremonti in previous conversations and I've been fortunate enough to, 
to speak with him and I share your same sentiments. Uh, not, not only do I admire him so much as a musician, but he's just such a cool, nice guy. But the reason I bring him up is because, you know, your, your, your guys' record doing well in the UK, um, you know, they're Alter Bridge. I, I feel like it's that, I mean, that they're one of my favorite bands, but I feel like the UK really, really understood what they were doing pretty, pretty early. And, um, and that's not to knock our, our country, but I just feel like they really get, they, they really take to rock and roll and, and guitars and, and vocals and stuff over there. So I'm, I'm happy that you guys also are, are picking up steam over there because I feel like for, for a few years, you know, they go over there and they play like the O2 and stuff. And over here, it would still be, you know, theaters and stuff. And, and um, I feel like just within the last several years, the, the American audience has picked up on it. So um, I don't, I don't know. I, I think maybe there's just a thread there that the UK, I, I feel like they just, they, they, they obviously have a lot of rock and roll lineage, but I feel like they get it, man. Yeah. There's something. Yeah. I mean, dude, the, I mean, the Brits love some bluesy rock and roll. They just do. And you put some soul on it or you, you know, you put a little swing on it and they love it. They love it even more. And, um, and they love metal too, man. Like metal go crew metal guys will go over there and just crush it and Southern rock. And it's just, I think, I think they love, they love them. Some, some good old blues based rock and roll is just seems like it really speaks over there. And, uh, I know from our perspective, I mean, just from like, um, you know, so social media standpoint, not that social media media is everything or, or whatever, but um, just the activity of tweets and messages between people mentioning us and mentioning th this record and saying, Hey dude, you got to check out this record or, you know, dude, I just discovered this band. And like, they're telling their friends and that's happened before for us, but never at this magnitude uh, of this order of magnitude. It's like, probably 10 times more than we've ever experienced it before. So it's really exciting um, to me personally to, to literally see people communicating about my music and how much it means to them. And, um, and a lot of that activity is coming from Germany and, and, and UK right now. And, and we're doing great in the U S too, but it's just something, I don't know. It's just, they're just early adopters of, of, of this style of rock and roll and, Hey man, we love them and we'll come over and we'll, we'll give them all we got at a show. That's for sure. Well, you guys are a great example of rock and roll being alive and well, man. Like I said, I, I will, I will challenge anybody on that when they say, when they say rock is dead, it drives me nuts. I don't know what they're listening to Tyler, but uh, I love your band and uh, I really appreciate you taking some time to do this podcast, man. Like I said, it really genuinely means a lot. Um, and, uh, and again, I know I've said sorry like four times, but uh it drives me crazy not being right smack dab on time. And uh, I just, I feel like this is finally the last, <laughs> the last straw where I need to, I need to just get a new computer, man. Cause she's old, but it, it's, it's been working for me, but, uh, but anyway, dude, um, I'll stop yammering and just say thank you again so much for, for being open about your brother and, and sharing um, your journey and, and with the listeners on this podcast. Uh, I encourage everybody to go check out, see where the night goes, so I'll stop ranting and just uh, give you the floor, man, for people who aren't familiar with Goodbye June. Let them know where they can find you, Tyler. All right, man. Yeah, you can. Uh, I mean, we're everywhere, wherever you consume music. So Apple, Spotify, all that. Uh, you can order uh, specialized merchandise and like limited run uh, physical hard copy stuff like vinyl and CDs. We do um, uh, through our label Earache out of uh out of England. So um, you can just check out earache.com backslash goodbye June. And they, they, they do a really great job of doing limited run merchandise and very special things. And we, we hand sign all the vinyls, they ship them here, then we ship them back. And um, you know, we signed them all or whatever. So uh, you guys can check us out there and then just please come to a show. If you love rock and roll, just, you know, check us out. And uh We'd be grateful for uh, for you to let us borrow your ears for for a couple minutes and see if you like us. So we appreciate all you guys. Appreciate you, Mike. Uh, appreciate this community that you're building. And uh, thank you for the thoughtful questions. And uh, hopefully, you know, six months to a year, we'll check back in and and catch back up. You know, for sure, man.
I really appreciate the time, Tyler. Thank you so much, man. I hope you have a great rest of the night. And um, I'm going to be watching, man. I'm going to be watching. I, I'm, I'm bummed I missed the show at 3rd and uh, Lindsley, but I'm, I'm definitely going to catch you guys live, man. I got to see it for myself in person. I, I really love the record, and I think it's going to translate really, really awesome to the stage. So best of luck to you guys, man. Cool. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you, buddy. You're welcome. Take care, man. See you. That was my conversation with Tyler Baker, lead guitarist of Goodbye June. Make sure you go follow those guys on Instagram at Goodbye June. The website is goodbyejune.com. So when you go there, you can learn more about tour dates, get you some merch, learn more about the band. And obviously there's links to all their socials there as well. So I just wanted to give you guys a couple of central locales to go follow them in the podcast description. Tyler, thank you again, number one, man, for doing the podcast. It was awesome talking with you. I appreciate you making time for me and the listeners of March 4th. And number two, man, I just want to say thank you for hanging in there through the audio issues that we had during the conversation. You know, the call dropped out a couple of times for people listening with Zoom. It froze up a couple of times, and Tyler was really cool about still giving me his time, and I still feel like we had a great conversation despite some of those audio issues and the fact that I I couldn't record it the way that I wanted to record it on my computer. Um, But it happens, man. It happens, and again, I just I look at things like Glass Half Full, which is uh, just being grateful that Tyler took the time and that he was just really patient through the audio issues and you know still was cool enough to to talk with me man so Tyler thank you so much dude and again I can't I just can't say how much uh you know I really appreciate you doing the show um it just really means a lot I know you're a busy dude you're doing a lot of press for this record you guys have shows going on and everything too which is awesome and I just really want you to know how much it means to me man that you took the time to stop by and do this podcast and uh, share your story with our listeners and, um, and also just being open and honest and vulnerable about what you've gone through along the way. Again, I am so sorry for the loss of your brother. Uh, you know, I just, I can't even imagine that just with the family that I have, man, um, and, and what it's like to go through that. But the fact that you and Landon and Brandon banded together and created Goodbye June, you know, as a tribute to him and have chased your dreams and that after all these years in Nashville and building up your name that you guys are, you know, really getting a lot of love and shine for See Where the Night Goes, man. It's just, it's really cool to see, dude. So it's not lost on me, the fact that you were humble enough and cool enough to come by and do this podcast, brother. So thank you so much. I love the record and hopefully our paths cross in uh, person. You know, we both live in Nashville. We both love music. So hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll get to meet you in person, man. And, you know, you know, cheers our glasses for the record and just to rock and roll and uh, see a show live sooner rather than later i'm so bummed that i missed the album kickoff show at third and lindsley man because i'm sure that was a great time um but yeah man just love all the way around and and for those of you again you guys i can't tell you enough how much i love this record see where the night goes i'm really excited to jam it with my dad and my stepdad in fact when i go down to florida i'm gonna see if i can get them to put it on the car because i know they'll dig it man and this is a record to me where it it spans generations, which is cool. Because like I said, some of the heavier stuff that I listen to, they're not really into it and speed metal and stuff. I know my stepdad Jack doesn't like, but I really think they'll love this record because they're big classic rock guys, man. So that's what's cool to me about this album too. So if you've got some some parents or grandparents who are into this stuff and maybe some of the newer stuff isn't their flavor, you know, the heavier, some of the heavier stuff, if you're like me and you're a metalhead, man, this is a record you could jam with your dad too and have a beer with them with, you know, or whatever your drink of choice is. So... I really love it. Again, some of my faves are Step Aside, See Where the Night Goes, Stand and Deliver, What I Need, Nothing, uh, Three Chords, and I love Black. Black might actually be my favorite track on this record. There's a really awesome solo in that one, so it's a great listen from front to back. So again, please go support these guys. Instagram, at GoodbyeJune, GoodbyeJune.com, and actually, as of listening to this episode, when it comes out, their next show is going to be Friday, April 29th at the Palladium in Worcester, Massachusetts. They're going to be playing with Whiskey Myers and Shane Smith and the Saints. So if you're in the Massachusetts area or if you want to take a little road trip, that's when their show is going to be uh, as of this show coming out. That's when their next uh, live gig is going to be Friday, April 29th at the Palladium in Worcester, Mass. And again, you can go get ticket info and all that at uh, goodbyejune.com. So... Again, love to all the Goodbye June guys, their fans, 
and everybody out there who loves music and everybody out there who's listening to this podcast right now, man. I know it's been a crazy couple of years with this pandemic and stuff, but that's what I'm realizing in life, man. No matter where you are right now, if life's got you up, if life's got you down, if you're kind of just hitting cruise control and trying to figure stuff out and you're just sort of going through the motions, I just want to leave y'all with this, especially an episode like this, man. Um, I looked at it glass half full despite the audio issues, despite the fact that I know I need to get a new computer and Zoom wasn't loading on my computer. I salvaged it, and Tyler and I still had a great conversation, uh, in my opinion. Hopefully you guys dig it. Um, but really, you know, more importantly, just when you look at what the guys in Goodbye June have gone through, you know, from the death of a loved one to all their years grinding in Nashville and getting where they are now, um, you know, the fact that they've they've played shows with ZZ Top. I mean, just just all these cool moments they've had along the way and, and the love they're getting for this record. I just hope it inspires you to chase your dreams in your life, to not be afraid to go after the things that you love, and to not be afraid to to just go for it, man. If we all get one life to live, um, you know, time is of the essence. You know what I'm saying? Uh, don't be afraid to chase down the things that you love. And that's been the one positive for the pandemic for me is it got me back into podcasting and, and doing these conversations, which I really love to give to you all. So I hope it inspired you, and I hope that you guys have a great rest of the week. Chase down your dreams and turn up some good by June, y'all. So on that note, I will say keep the faith and be kind to one another. I'll see you all in the next one. Peace. Thank you.